Oh, it's me, Nick, Wes, wait a second, and then we laugh after a, yeah. a silence. <laughs> oh yeah, the full script. Hi, I'm Ari. I'm Nick. And I'm a duck. <laughs> so funny. Well, as you can see on this video of the postpone, we there's someone new. What what is that new face doing there? Wow, I know you saw him, and now he will introduce himself. Our special guest for this episode of Postpone will be none other than one. Hey guys, it's uh, Joyce and Franny. It's really good. Okay, to be here. it's Paul again. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, Joey. We're calling Paul. No. <laughs> nah. yes. jo- Joey and Franny, long time. Uh, member of Pwn. Long time listener, first time caller. He 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 he's been in he's been in some vids with us, you know. He's been in more Pwns than Paul. I think that's probably correct. Also known as the cool substitute for Ari mm-hmm. when he's gone. <laughs> whenever whenever Ari was misbehaving, we'd bring out Joey, you know, yeah. just to light a fire under his ass. All just for a yeah. logo. All for a logo. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. No one gets what we're talking about. But welcome to episode twenty of. Postpone, the only podcast. Um, and this week we have some oh. news. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you said the only podcast of both reviews, movies, and data storage in one spot. No, it is the, no, only, but it's podcast the only podcast. On the yeah, I believe it is the only podcast. podcast. Yeah. And it is our duty as the only podcast to make sure that the listeners uh, keep up to date on the news. So I think I'm going to have to read out the news here. Um, do they get to hear the beautiful coronavirus kind of corner theme song? They again? do get to hear the coronavirus theme because there is no other news except coronavirus Damn. news. Because oh, everything so it's about to happen right now. It's Rona season. Corona, so when you see me next, I'll be partying. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Raw reactions. What did you guys think? It's it's a hella theme. <laughs> oh wait. We, I heard it before. No, 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 but what is your reaction, Ari? Because you now having heard it. Oh, I've, I've heard it before. No, but it, it was made after It was on the last, last episode. It was made on last episode, but it was made after we recorded the last episode. So this no, is the but first what, time what, we talked. No, but it plays before <laughs> we, we <laughs> say the second. Ari, he wants to know what you... Ari, what do you think of the theme? <laughs> no, I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I liked it. All right, yeah. cool. Um... So yeah, I got I got plenty of coronavirus-related news for the coronavirus corner. I'm just gonna speed through these as usual, and then the last one is something that we can talk about. So, Wonder Woman 1984 and In the Heights have both been delayed due to coronavirus. Wonder Woman was pushed back to an August release date. Damn, Wonder Woman's been getting delayed for a while now. I mean, it's supposed to come out in 1984 and still isn't even out yet. <laughs> like seriously, just That's release a it. a long production time. <laughs> Uh, Amazon Prime Video Cinema is like sort of this may have already existed but it's screening the films that are currently in theaters at home this includes Disney's Onward The Invisible Man Emma and Birds of Prey Uh, Sonic is coming to digital March 31st only 46 days after premiering (laughs) thanks Joey (laughs) drive-in theaters are seeing a sudden increase in revenue largely what are you laughing about (laughs) Don't worry about it. It is I, the invisible <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, drive-in theaters are seeing a sudden increase in revenue, largely due to coronavirus fears. Those still exist? 
Uh, Whoa! <laughs> there, there are a couple of them spread about. There's uh, one in San Diego. I'm sure there's plenty in Los Angeles. Interesting. But um, they, they do exist. They're far and few in between, and they don't make a lot of money. But right now, you know, social distancing. Making a little, little more money. Um, however, Chinese movie theaters, on the other hand, are about to reopen after almost two months of being shut down. Roughly 500 of the country's screens opened up this weekend, and more are coming. So they're starting to reopen things over there. Oh, congratulations, China. Should they be? I have no idea. I don't know what the well, situation is Well, they're the only one there, that has but... a declining number of cases. That's true, but I don't know if they should really jump on... And then it just increases again. Because <laughs> theaters are nasty places as is, you know. Ebbs and waves, baby. Um, but lastly, the last piece of news I have to talk hey, about... Let's talk about, let's talk about Bloodshot. About. What, I have no clue what that is. <laughs> exactly. Right? Is that that thing that we watched the trailer for? No. I don't even think we it's... talked about it. But it came out. I don't know. Like, I don't know what this is. But it came out two weeks ago, and I just found out now that it came out, and that it is now being like on streaming. It's a superhero movie, though. It made twenty six mm. million at the box office off of a forty five million dollar budget. So I don't know how they. I mean, it was only out for like one week. Maybe that includes home sales. I don't. I don't really know. It's interesting. Well, I didn't even know this exists. Exactly. This That's film? my point. Oh, Valiant Comics. I have no idea what that is. Who? I actually, Wes, can you explain this? You've you've you say it up, DC? So. Uh, um, <clears throat> it's just it's a different. It's like an independent comics uh, studio. They make this comic called Bloodshot, and I think that they were trying to do maybe a cinematic universe, and this would be the first one. Uh, oh yeah, they got a good uh, schedule. <laughs> a great start. <laughs> a great start. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think it's interesting because you know. America loves superhero movies. I'm shocked that $26 million yeah. were even made off of this film for, you know, a character I've never heard of from a brand I've never heard of starring but Vin Diesel. But from a Vin Diesel that you have heard Starring Vin Diesel. I have Diesel. heard of Vin Diesel. I have heard of Vin Diesel. I mean, especially during now. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, what? anyway, the last piece of... Especially during now. <laughs> Yeah, shocking money, given the current it's, situation. I agree with Ari. I agree with Ari. It is it's shocking. more surprising that they made money given the current situation of the world. Oh, I thought you meant the thing about knowing who Vin Diesel is. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, no. what do you mean you especially know Vin Diesel now? Vin, Vin Diesel during really now. is kind of a founding father of Corona. He's like the leading, you know, he's the figurehead of the of the disease. Vin Diesel's the only one keeping me like sane right now yeah vin diesel <laughs> vin diesel isn't a draw to movies is he like not who, anymore who's, when was he though uh fast and furious Whoa. i think you forget west there is a market for vin diesel you know the triple x yeah exactly there's nah, the man, vin nah, diesel man. market vin diesel is the guy that i think of and see bruce willis's face i'm like hey okay he used to be a draw when he was a diehard and i'm like no he wasn't <laughs> 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 uh anyway speaking of dying harvey weinstein has coronavirus that's the last thing that i wanted to talk about is that hey. true uh yes harvey weinstein has been tested positive for coronavirus he's actually being held at the same prison that mark david chapman was held in after he shot john lennon and that is the only interesting thing about this entire news story um, so you're saying that the guy who killed John Lennon gave Harvey Weinstein coronavirus. I think that's exactly what I'm saying. Nice. That is good news. You know, it's Glad almost it's straight. almost unfortunate 
because I, at first I was like, this is very good news. Then I kind of thought about it. He's in the right demographic to die. And if he dies, then he kind of just never serves for these horrible things he did. That's true. But, you know. Yeah. So give, give him give him the best treatment. He prioritized him, number one. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's all I got for Corona Corner. Um, I hope you enjoyed this installment of the only news segment on the internet. Um, I can't believe Corona Corner has a theme, but Data Storage Corner doesn't. You know what? The first time we had it, I was thinking I was going to make a theme, and I never got around to it, and now it hasn't come back. Hey, uh, the day if that it Nick comes back. If Nick brings it back in this episode, I will write a theme for this oh, episode. Oh, shoot. Do I hear music starting? Memories on the line. Oh, please. No, 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 no. Really. Oh, Memories not perfect. It's not even that good. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around. <laughs> oh, oh boy! I guess that. I, well, I guess That's what we, I think that means. we hear the music, so I guess that means that what comes next is data it's storage. It's up to corner. Joey whether we do yes. data storage corner. Yes. Joey, have you ever listened to a single episode? I listened of the podcast? to like, I listened to the first one. This is the best part. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. <laughs> we, of we course not... I'm gonna say yes. Of course I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, eight hours ago, Security Magazine reported that there was a data breach and the cloud storage of 270,000 users were uh, leaked. That's a lot. 270,000? So, yeah. This is the real pandemic. <laughs> my cloud saves I, on my PlayStation. I don't, even think, I don't even think that it's iCloud. I think it's just, it's a company called Data Deposit Box. Completely uh, different Which cloud. is... In, in Amazon Open S. Okay, if you're a security bucket. company, why would you name yourself Data Deposit Box? Because now I know I know exactly what you're hiding. Like you should have called yourself like <laughs> fullofbeans.com, <laughs> and then I'd just be like, oh well, I'm not gonna try to rob them because all I would be able to get are beans. They're too young and lively. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's Data Storage Corner. Cool. The theme Damn. is probably longer was... than the article. Oh, <laughs> dude, that was. I have to, I've had like some euphoria right now. <laughs> God damn! What is this world turned into? Is Data Storage Corner even funny? It's not about like, funny. It's about influencing the world by informing an audience about a very true. important yeah, part was of Shakespeare science. funny? Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of his thing. You egg. Yeah, I guess that's it for news. Uh, unlike the Paul episode, which had 40 minutes of build-up to our first film, I think we're going to have to jump right into it. Oh, no. Well, we got two films to talk about, so it shouldn't be much of a problem. Yeah, the first one being Dazed and Confused, which yes. I was going to ask Joey to talk about, except he's never listened to an episode of the podcast, so he might not know how to introduce the side movies. Like we ever know how to introduce a movie. First off, we should clarify, we have done an episode of Pwn where we talked about Dazed and Confused. This was episode 26, I think? 25? Sounds like it goes against 26. the rules of recommending movies. Now. Something like that. Yeah, the, the rule, it's true. One of the rules that I came up with is please don't recommend films we have already talked about for the podcast. For Pwn, you mean? Yeah, on, on the Pwn. So, no Star Wars, no Who Killed Captain Alex, no Dark Knight, Comes at Night, Baby Driver, things like that. Um, the only exceptions are films that not all or three of just us have days seen. and confused or we can make any exception or because... we can just make any exception yeah i specifically wrote down days and confused as an exception because i knew that joey would want to talk about it if he came on yeah. so unfortunately wes loses and joey wins <laughs> what I'm saying. um okay first so i don't know i was gonna have 
Yeah, I was gonna have Joey lead. I think I'll co-lead it with him. What about just me? So that I can... This is my episode, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, but you do Unforgiven. I do do Unforgiven. Do you want to do both of them? <laughs> do, You're do. the only one here who doesn't like I would love film. to do Days and Confused. We don't know what Ari's opinion is, so... Okay, yeah, sure. Wes, go ahead and introduce this <laughs> film. We will be talking about Abraham Lincoln's uh, film... <laughs> From the 80s? 1993. Yeah, the 1980s, 93. Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Starring yes. Matthew You, you know that the decade doesn't begin until the third year of the decade. Yeah, you know? exactly. 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 Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Richard Linklater, I just, I, I guy pre- who doesn't like to write scripts. Say, <laughs> preemptively say that this, when we get to the part where we have to talk about the plot, all four of us are going to be arguing I already know that Wes is going to be like, this movie sucks, and he's just going to try and speed through it, and Joey's going to be like, hey, Spoilers. I'm going to do scene-by-scene scene directions. Yeah. Ari's just going to be horribly horribly scared and confused. And like scared and confused. parents divorcing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, whatever. Get, go ahead. You're well. You're, you go ahead. Okay, Richard Linklater, man who does not like to write scripts. Um... Man who likes actors to just act. Man who doesn't need to write scripts. <laughs> Man who directs <laughs> movies. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is a movie. Um, what are y'all opinions? Well, I think it's no secret. This is my favorite movie of all time. Okay, no I've one else it. knows this other than us, though. I've, no, I've <laughs> talked about this to everybody. But it's not a secret, though. You know, he, he doesn't It's not a secret. It. I wasn't hiding Literally it. everyone in the world knows Probably. This. This is common uh, knowledge. Yeah, I've seen it like 11 times. I nice. I know all the words like almost by heart. Uh, mm. And I think it's amazing. Yeah, okay. Shall I go second because I also like the film? Yes. Well, I also like the film. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I love it. I love it very, very much. The biggest problems are with the plot. As Wesley would say, why should I care about anything that's happening? But I do care. I give movies a little creative liberty, and if this is a story that someone wants to tell, I'll let them tell it, and I think it's told very well, and it's a fun little ride, you know? You're just riding along with these uh, teenagers on on the cusp of adulthood, um, some of them not quite on the cusp of adulthood, and they're just they're just dazed and they're confused, you know? And it's, it's swell. Damn, that was way better than mine. Yeah, get <laughs> off the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I like the movie, but for different reasons. <laughs> Damn, that hurts. You just got destroyed, bro. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Ari thinks. Because this Ari is the only one here who has not seen the film before. Correct. Is that true? That is yeah. correct. Yeah. Uh, jo- oh. Joey has seen it 11 times, apparently. This was Probably my fourth more. time. I didn't know you saw it. I didn't know you've seen it before, Nick. I've, I knew I've Wes, seen it, I've seen it multiple know times opinion. with Joey. Like, we, we've watched this yeah. twice before, so oh. yeah. Um, and then, Ari, this is your first time. I think it's Wes's second, unless he's secretly no. been watching the film. It, it <laughs> is third or fourth. Really? Because Joey and I had Damn. seen it once together. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just really? <laughs> Remember, you like came over, and then we started watching it. Oh, yeah, and then we also watched it on the bus ride home. That just kind of happens when you invite him over. Dude, that's facts. I knew it was four times. Okay. Yes. <laughs> We only got, like, halfway through, though. Okay, three and a half. All right, let's find out. Ari? Oh, I thought Wes was going to give his opinion. Yeah, I'll go. Um, (laughs) Oh, no, we can have Wes give his opinion, then sure. I can give my opinion. 
Look, yeah. it's it's fine, I guess. I don't know. It I don't like I don't hate this movie, but better or worse on on the eighth rewatch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about the same. So, I mean, like it's got good lines. It's very quotable. Um, mm-hmm. it's is it fun? It's you know it's fun if you buy the the lore and the world of the movie and you don't question it. I think <laughs> because <laughs> lore. <laughs> yeah, if you if the world build the world building is quite good. Um, and no, I don't know. It's 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 uh, I, my my thing about it is that it seems to kind of like emulate a vibe that doesn't really like exist anymore, and I feel like has it is looked at in like rose colored lenses. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that you know. Given today's society, in my opinion, I don't know if it really holds up. But you know, it's well written. It's uh, it's funny at times. It's enjoyable to watch. It has no plot. That okay. is that is basically true. Yeah. yeah. Ari, what do you what do you think of Dancing Confused? I really really like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, nice. We got cool. him. I really like this movie. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. That's it, was... it. That was a great episode of Power. Nick's <laughs> <laughs> like, we've won. <laughs> yeah, dude, the world building was really good. And it's, uh, thing is, it captures a period of time. I don't think it's trying to be reflective of what life is like now, because it definitely isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like, I watched, watching it with my dad, he's like, yeah, I know this time period and it's accurate, but it's when out, when he, my dad was a, uh, uh, middle schooler, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels so genuine the way they portray it. Yeah. And thing is, since it's so good at following its characters, I'm not as distracted by the lack of a plot. Mm-hmm. And it just it's so fun and it's hilarious and it just it's just a good vibe. Yeah. <laughs> the vibe, baby. Let's go. And there's a lot of pop culture references from it, which is really cool. Like I feel like a more culture person watching it. Hey, there you go. That's fun. Um, I want to set a few ground rules before we start talking. Um, to prevent a repeat of last episode, <laughs> I don't want this to be an argument over whether the film is good or not. So I don't want anyone to. You can blame yourself like, for that, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I had to. Maybe you just should stop recommending bad movies. Well, because that's just an objectively good film. That's an objectively good film. I can see someone not liking this. I see someone who doesn't like it. It's Wes. <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that Wes has to like the film, but I, I, I do want us to like talk about, you know, what the film is and kind of how how it works and what it is good at and what it's not good at. Cause there, you know, I love this film. Even I'll admit that it, it has problems here and oh, there, yeah. you know. But yeah, so I guess Joey and Wes. No, nah, I'm not going through the plot, bro. Some guy says there's a party at 9:30, and then the party gets canceled, and then it doesn't get yeah. canceled. Okay. So know. this is uh, this is an in-depth analysis of the plot. So it was a bunch of kids in a late 1980s high school. It's, 1976, uh, man. Come May, on. May 28th. Sorry, sorry, my May bad, my bad. Bicentennial. It's my Very bad. Very important. Okay, <laughs> so it starts at one o five p.m. too. If that's what in seven, in, sorry, mid <laughs> mid to late seventies. Sorry, the seventy six. Right, there's a bunch of high schoolers, and it's like the last day of school. Correct. Yeah. And that's it. That was it. And that's <laughs> it. Yep, that's yep. the whole plot. So it's also American Graffiti, is what you're saying. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think there's a lot of comparisons that can be made to American Graffiti. L Richard Linklater has said, heavily inspired by American Graffiti, he said, I want to make that film, but it's the 70s. So Did you watch the same documentary of... I did? Oh, oh, did you watch the the making yeah. of the... Yeah, same. Oh, I, I, I have the Criterion <laughs> version of this film, and oh, yeah. because I watched it so early this morning and you guys were still watching it, I watched every single supplemental supplementary feature on the dvd so i'm an Fuck. expert on this film now me and joey we're we're scholars you know all right all right all right but yeah it is it is largely based on american graffiti american graffiti arguably has more of a plot than this one does yeah because yeah american graffiti there's like a big conflict of like oh i don't want to get drafted and oh there's the one kid that ends up going into the military harrison ford spoilers about, um <laughs> You know, lots of stuff happening in American Graffiti, whereas this is very, very low stakes. It's just some kids it's, having... It's low stakes, like, in hindsight, but at the time, like, it's high stakes to the kids because, like, yeah. they don't have anything worse to worry about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so the kid was getting there. He was absolutely getting there. I can't believe they took That's him where we're on like the plot. Literally, okay, there was spoilers. nothing else that they For could have been doing outside. Middle school dance. Man is <laughs> man's getting there in the back room of a middle man school. Man is dance. like high five in tongues with some girl, right? <laughs> and his friends drag him out, and only to get his ass whooped by some wooden paddles by some seniors. Yeah, by some wooden some paddles, friends. <laughs> I guess since it's difficult to describe the plot, the non-existent plot of this film, we can kind of go through characters, I guess, in order to give a semblance of what's yeah. happening. Because there's a few interlocking storylines. Mm -hmm. I like the the set of characters in this film, and I like that not only the main character is enjoyable, like, the main character is probably the most normal, but mm -hmm. there are some characters in this film I love. Um, Adam Adam goldberg's character i love so much so you're not gonna go to law school what do you want to do then i want to dance i want to dance i want to dance okay i still can't tell if he was being serious like that he wanted to dance because I like the whole movie know. he's like this intellectual guy and he's like he's literally ben easily, blackstone yeah and like he could easily have like another future for him and he never talks about like the arts but then he just goes I want to dance. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't tell if he was serious. Yeah, but he, there's that whole group of kids. There's, like, the football kids. There's the middle schoolers. You know, there's there's all sorts of stuff going on here. Um, I think Joey might be able to do this part. Do you want to sort of talk about the characters a little bit? or? Yeah, go by, go through them, like, one by one. Oh, no, uh, we're going to be here all day. All of them. You don't Just have to bring go through up all one. of them, but like, what are the major plot lines of the film? Uh, well, there's Randall, Pink Floyd, who's probably the main character, um, and he's he's a junior going into becoming a senior, and he's like one of the football guys, um, and he's like kind of against establishment and doesn't want to, like the man to tell him what to do, you know, like classic '70s kid, and like his coach is. His football coach is telling him to sign, like, a no drugs, no sex, no parties, like, commitment. And, you know, he's not about that life, and he's not just going to, like, sign it because of the principle of the thing. And, like, I think the movie is about him, like, realizing that he would rather live than 
then like, be told what to do i guess yeah be told what to do even like if he's not gonna follow those rules like none of those kids on that team they signed it they they're not gonna follow those rules but like he's just un- understands like the principle of it is different like he doesn't want to give in like that yeah and there's a lot of wacky advances adventures throughout it which kind of like kind of points him to like his end of end decision which is to not sign it yeah yeah and i i also ended up watching the deleted scenes for the film okay Most mr of them flex should not be in the f- no i'm just saying that this <laughs> this ties back in most of them shouldn't be in the film and i'm glad they were deleted but there are a couple in there that are pretty good and one of them is when they're on the the football field at the end and he's kind of talking about um he's doing an impression of the football coach pink is but like it kind of gives some more insight into what he's thinking about and and he's like oh they always say oh these are the best years of your lives it's like well the rest of your years must suck then if you think this is the best but it you know it's it's the film is looking so nostalgically on this time period when pink is just like man everything sucks you know yeah um and i think that's that's interesting that the movie idolizes a time period that the characters themselves are questionably uh, disinterested. Well, I mean, in, they're obviously you know? poking the flaws at it, though. The redhead, she talks about how the seventies suck, and she's like, "Oh, maybe the eighties are going to be like way better." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marissa Rabisi is her the actress's name. I don't actually. Uh, I believe it's Cynthia. 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 Is yeah, Cynthia <laughs> is like, yeah, the seventies are obviously terrible. I'm not huge well, on the, the thing 70s. Is I'm an the 80s movie, fan. But... Like, it makes <laughs> wow. the flawed of the area so like, the sequel. apparent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what'd you say, Art? Like, the, the, <clears throat> the movie doesn't hide how flawed the era is, even though that yeah. shows everyone having fun and stuff. It's not like saying this is the best era at all time. I mean, it shows the flaws of, the pl- of it very yeah, like, not distinctly. At all. And even the audience that this would have played to, like, the audience that would have played best with this movie would probably be like kids in their 20s who did not live in the 70s but they can relate to the the kids that were living in the 70s they're like you know what i feel that way about now because the kids that are in this film most of them did not live in the 70s you know matthew mcconaughey might be the only one of the main characters who actually was alive (laughs) in that time period um so it's it's interesting to see how this resonates so much with even us now like joey Joey wasn't alive in the 70s, you know? I fucking love it. Now I wish I was. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just because he's a music man. But yeah. The soundtrack I will say that too. about the 70s. The soundtrack of this film is fantastic. Oh my Absolutely goodness. Absolutely amazing. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, that song, Days and Confused, re- really good. <laughs> you know, I actually... <laughs> they tried to get the actual song, Days and Confused, but let's... Ooh, I've never heard about. this one before. <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah, tell us more, Joey, about your the stories we've never heard about, like how uh, the Kramer couldn't actually throw mm-hmm. a baseball. All right, you yeah. never told that one before. No, 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 please, I don't know anything about it. I don't know what they say. Whatever. Joey man. has told us every behind-the-scenes story about this film. Oh yeah, ever. no, no, no. I, I, I don't know it. I don't. I haven't told you. And the audience doesn't know. I it. haven't told you how Matthew McConaughey got the part. About how what? Uh, you have, but I have. Go ahead. Yeah, not not on Pwn, but you told us on the road trip a few times. Oh, well, he's, <laughs> he's, multiple times. Damn it! All right, never mind. It's cool. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to know these things. These, these stories is... sound interesting. Matthew McConaughey yeah, got the content. part because he was at a bar. He was in college, and he was at a bar, and the casting director was also at the bar, and they were talking, and the casting director was like, "Wow, you like," was thinking like, "Wow, you'd be perfect for this movie." 
have you ever like acted before? And he was like, well, I've done a Bud Light commercial. And he was like, you're, you're coming Sold. with me. <laughs> I'll take your entire stock. Is this his first movie then? This is yeah, his first This is, is his first, first film role. This is most of the actors in this film's first film role. Like, this is one of Ben Affleck's first movies, Adam Goldberg's first movies. Uh, Mila Jovovich is in this film. It's one of her first. Like, a lot of these kids, this is their first film. Dang. I, I want to say Renee Z- Zellweger yeah, is in Renee the film, Yeah, Renee Zellweger is in A lot of them act okay. Not not really the kid, but it's okay. The kid is one of the worst <laughs> actors. Uh-huh. He's, I think he was like 15. Well, the kid is the kid is literally just a kid that Richard Linklater bumped into. That was his first film. I don't even think Probably he wanted to be an film. actor before that. No, he's been in a few things <laughs> since then. Um, the girl, Sabrina, has not been in... She stopped acting in 2003. She runs like a charity now or something. Damn. Uh, but, congratulations um, to her. Yeah, the, the wonderful part of the Matthew McConaughey story is that they, when they were in the bar talking, they weren't even talking about movies. Like, he didn't realize he was a film student. Yeah. They were just talking about beer for an hour and, like, girls. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? You'd be perfect for this little role in the film. And once Matthew McConaughey shows up, his audition tape is wonderful. But um, once he shows up, Richard Linklater's like, okay, this guy needs to actually be in the film properly. So he started just writing scenes for him because he's so good. Really? Yeah, and I think even... Great story, Nick. Plus... I'm glad I learned a lot from you, Nick, about this. <laughs> awesome, Nick. Say, so, hey, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Wes, Wes will agree, though. Matthew McConaughey is probably the best part of this film, right? Dude, Ron Slater is the best part. Come on. No, McConaughey. He's a checkulator guy. Come on. <laughs> Boy, Wait, man, that song's about that. Yeah, man, that song's about it's that. About, man. about aliens. Yeah, man, you didn't know that? This country is founded. It was founded by people who were into aliens, man. George Washington, man, he was in a cult. And the cult was in the aliens, man. You didn't know that? No. Oh, man, they were way into that type of stuff. Okay, he's good, too. I also like Adam Goldberg's character. Adam character is also wonderful, because he's just like, I I just, uh, you know, I've just was thinking about how, like, I got to stand up for myself. I got to punch this guy, and no one's going to actually, they're going to stop me from fighting him. I'm like, oh, my God, you're saying so many words. (laughs) You know, for, like, the last year or so, I've been talking about going to law school so I can be an ACLU lawyer and be in a position to help people who are getting fucked over and all that. I was standing in line at the post office yesterday, you know, and I'm looking around. And everybody's looking really pathetic. And then, like, this guy's bending over. You can see the crack. It was just, oh. like, wife beaters. It was, anyway, it was... Oh. And, and I realized I just want to do it. You know what I mean? I mean, it sounds good and all, but I, I just have to confront the fact that I really don't like the people I've been talking about helping out. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think I like but people, Nick, period. I mean, the great thing like, about yeah, high school girls is <laughs> I keep getting older, but they stay <laughs> the same age. So can I tell my story about this line? No story about this line can end well, Nick. <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't end well. I was sitting in the in the common room of my suite. This was one of the last days. Lots of kids were leaving. They were going home. The RA came in to tell us some stuff. He ended up staying for like an hour and we were talking. And there's a point where we were talking about... Um, I won't say the context because it's horrible. But um, no. we ended up, I ended up having context to say that line. And I said, that's what I like about these high school girls, man. And then I realized as I started the line that no one in the room was going to get my <laughs> reference. So I just stopped without saying anything else. I just stopped the line and everyone looks at me like, 
What the fuck? <laughs> I'm nice. like, no, no, I swear. And I was pointing at the, because I have the poster. I'm like, guys, I swear it's from a movie. And they're like, okay. For so, sure, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. So yeah, that's my, I uh... just have a pedophile foot poster in my room for the same thing. <laughs> no, man. No, man. I'll tell you. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. All, all the characters Slater's are hilarious. So Slater, every yeah. line that comes out of Slater's mouth is so... Like, that kid is perhaps the most in character out of any of them. Oh, yeah. You know, that's Dude. a wig. He come home every really? day, and Martha had a bull waiting for him, man. She a fat a bull. Hip, she a was hip a hip, a hip, hip lady. And she, she was real cool, too. She'd harvest the crops, man. That's what I'm talking about. She'd put in the in the um, bushels and stuff and sell it, you know, because they had to, you know, make ends meet and stuff. I mean, they, they, what, did you ever look at a dollar bill, man? There's some spooky stuff going on on a dollar bill, man. Yeah. I mean, and it's green, too. It's just such a quotable movie. It, it is. It's very quotable. This might be the most quotable film we've done since Fight Club. Like, almost every line in this film is I can fantastic. only name one quote from Fight Club, man. Oh, I thought he was going to say he can only yeah. name one quote he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ari, what, what is your favorite quote, then? My favorite quote is... I don't know. Probably, probably the one we just said, because I just thought, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so what good. the actual hell? It's it's horrible, too, because he, he had just asked Kramer, and he's like, oh, uh, how how are this year's pick of the, the freshman girls? It's like, dude, you're a junior in college. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh-huh. No, he's, he was older than that. He was, like, well-graduated from college. Really? Like, he never went to college, but, like... He was older than that. I, I just, because really? Matthew McConaughey was a junior in college at the time, oh. so I just, I assumed that was it, but I'm not surprised if he's, like, 28, you know? I, I was assuming, yeah. like, the 25 stash. to 28 years yeah. old. 25 is probably pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and he's really just kind of a loser. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. he's a really, really cool loser. <laughs> Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> yeah. And then Ben Affleck kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, oh, okay, he's here now. <laughs> And then he disappears. Yeah. Once he gets the paint dumped on him, he's gone. He's yeah. out of the film. Yeah, yeah, he true. just goes home. He's perhaps the biggest loser because he he's is just oh, obsessed yeah. with whooping ass. <laughs> All the other seniors are kind of just like, oh, you know, this is tradition. We got to haze the, the new kids. Ben, he's a ben is into it. Yeah. yeah. He, he's out to get them, you know. And it's really unfortunate because I quite like Ben Affleck in general and he's the most unlikable character in the film. True. Except mm-hmm. for perhaps, I felt that feeling perhaps uh clint who is the guy that oh. ends up getting mad at in the Adam 50s Goldberg. greaser uniform come on man don't let your mouth write a check your butt can't cash i only came here to do two things man kick some ass and drink some beer <laughs> it's like we're almost out of beer so what i'm a fucking pothead <laughs> That whole that whole fight scene. I love the the moon tower scene. The moon tower stuff. I don't is think fantastic. anyone who's a pothead has ever reacted like that. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of great scenes in this film. Mm-hmm. I lo- I love the moon tower scene. I love the the f- football field scene. Probably because oh, that's yeah. the one that most clearly presents an actual tangible theme. The Criterion book or the Criterion movie comes with this little book that's got all like these notes in it about the film. And there's, like, uh, some notes that uh, Richard Linklater wrote before making the film where he's like, this is the tone I'm going for. And it's a lot of bullet points, but one of them specifically is, he said his goal with this 
was to not have people like acting but they're just being these aren't characters in a film they're just people as if we as a camera have dropped down in the middle of a, a high school in 1976 and that's just what it is and that's why yeah. there's no plot great it's job richard Lake just... later you did it with your first movie you didn't need to keep doing it with every <laughs> other one that's actually facts dude <laughs> <laughs> I'm deaf now. Oh my god. We didn't need Boyhood. We didn't need everybody yeah. wants some. Boyhood is garbage. I just want to say that. I the first time I watched it, I'm like, okay. I I like what this is, but then I saw this movie, I'm like, well this is just Boyhood but like good. But yeah, I actually enjoyed watching this. With, like somehow know? more of a story. No, yeah, Richard Linklater's like movies with that vibe just like steadily declined since he made Days of He Confused. lost the vibe. He literally lost the vibe. The, the thing about this one is, yes, Boyhood is just a series of events. This film is just a series of events. But this has a point. And you could say, oh, Boyhood is, uh, the point is growing up. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's literally what is happening on screen. Uh-huh. <laughs> but in this film, the point is you can derive some sort of meaning out of watching these high schoolers do their thing. Because you're like, oh, I did that. I remember those days. And it makes you think about things like what we define as the vibe which still has no clear definition. Can we try to define it's... the vibe today? Why don't we do it after? Why don't we do it after both movies? <laughs> All right, well, come back later for, for a definition of the vibe. Unforgiven. Unforgiven definitely has the vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you were a teenager growing up in the 1880s, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. This is. I. I love this film. I. I think this is a wonderful movie. Um. And I. I get why Wes doesn't like it. You know. It, Wes likes a movie that has a point, and I just think that plot. this film is wonderful because it doesn't have a point. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what it's makes just, it so good. Or it has a point. It doesn't have a plot, though. You know, and I'll I'll admit that there's nothing of consequence in this film happening other than will Pink be on the football team next year? Find <laughs> out in the next episode of you know. Uh-huh. Like, is that? I don't even really understand what Pink's problem is because at first it seems like he's considering just not being on the football team. But then he's like, maybe I'll be on your team, but I won't sign your form. Well, why is Pink the one that's so upset about this? Why aren't the other footballers so upset about it? It's the same thing. It's the principle of the thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. They did get mad at him, though. Like, yeah, there was they that were scene. upset at the beginning. Yeah, they were like, Pink, so you're not, it's, so you're not going to sign the form. He was like, I don't want to sign the form. Like, this isn't how I want to do it. You're, you're not just, like, doing this for yourself, but you're fucking over, like, everybody who wants to have a good senior year of football. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's the quarterback. So, like, people are getting mad at him. Yeah, and in the end, I assume, like, if he... Like, we don't see him encounter the rest of the team. But, like, yeah. I feel like... I mean, they have a reason. Maybe I'm just biased because I was in football. <laughs> also, like, to be upset. There's also that scene where Pink, you know, throws the, the piece of paper at his coach. And then he goes back, and his buddy who's on the football team just goes, And that's that, huh? And Pink just yeah. goes, he, 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 he's obviously that. upset. And then yeah. the other kid goes back and picks it up. So, like, they obviously want him to sign it, but they clearly don't agree with it either. So what yeah. is it that, like, I get that Pink disagrees with the principle of it. Yeah. But isn't it more teen-esque to sign it and just be like, yeah, right, you know? I feel like he's trying to be above it, just like how his mind works. Mm-hmm. And, I, I like, I'd understand if one of my... Like, if, like, one of my teammates did that, which makes, signing the paper literally makes no practical difference to them, like, you'd, they'd probably be pissed. I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. 
but like he he feels like signing the paper just too big of a sim symbol or right like mm -hmm. yeah just too much like he needs to stick it to the man and he doesn't want to like be forced around yeah sounds to me like there's some discernible characters in this film i would say so so yeah good good film i'm glad we watched this wes do you think anything yeah. different of it now that we've rewatched it no not really it's the same movie. So all Wesley still all, understands the vibe, though. What did you say? Wesley still gets the vibe. I get the vibe. I'll, I'll happily watch this movie with other people. It's not oh. something that I watch on my own. Yeah. That's this fair. is a funny movie, though. I Yes, this film was ranked number 10 on um, Sight and Sound's list of funniest films. I don't know if I'd put it that high. I wouldn't There's put it like that actual, high. There's, like, actual... There's actual comedies that yeah, probably are funnier, but I, I would agree either, with it. It's really funny. It's pick as it number three for best teen film out of a hundred. And what was I, number one, Nick? Good. I didn't actually read the whole thing. I just saw that it's number number three. I don't think I don't think there's two other teen movies. Or that sorry, can beat Entertainment this. Entertainment Weekly, not Sight and Sound. Well, I will tell you what number one is. So, oh bullshit. Um, so <laughs> top five, top five. All right. Top ten. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This Ferris is number ten. Good. Nah, that, that, that's, that's number one. Oh wait, wait. Can I guess that the two above it is it? Breakfast Club and it's either American Graffiti or Fast Times. No, I'd say Breakfast Club oh, definitely gonna be number one because people like that movie. Yeah, people. Ferris I don't know why Bueller's people Day like Off? Breakfast Club. It's not dude. good. It's Fuck not good. Breakfast Club. It's, it's not I think good. Breakfast Club is good. I hate it. Days and Confused much better i'm i'm not in the camp of hating it but i am in the camp of it being not it's not even john hughes's best film no that's i love ferris, ferris bueller. bueller easily yeah. election Obviously. boys in the hood clueless is boys in the hood even a teen film whatever <laughs> clueless american graffiti heathers rebel without a cause Rebel without a cause is pretty that's good. a very good movie we all saw that together yeah you, wes yeah so, get uh, out of here wes <laughs> wait, wait I, I asked this before but is that the one with there's like three people named Heather. Wait, Heather? Yes, Heather's Heather's is the one with three people named Heather. Okay, okay. That's a good name for it. I thought you meant is Rebel Without a Cause. <laughs> no, I know Rebel Without a Cause. So, it's yes, James, James Dean. Dean. James okay, Dean. I thought you were asking James about two. Is, <laughs> um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High is number two, and Breakfast Club is number one. Um, Bullshit, the, dude. The okay, so Say Anything isn't even on there. Is... That's Nick's Desert Island no, 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 movie. No, 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 no. Say Anything is number 11, which is above Mean Girls. So, there you go. Oh, Carrie is number 15. Carrie. That's, That's number one. <laughs> Grease is number 21, a film where 30-year-olds play teenagers. Uh, yeah. I. It's a good... It's a good it captures... Film. Even if you don't like the film, Wes, would you say this captures the teenage spirit, at least somewhat? Does this capture the vibe? Yeah, do you get, do you get the vibe from this movie? It captures a vibe. But not the vibe? Well, not everyone's going to have the same vibe. Because as Richard Linklater writes... Um, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, let, me, let me cite the author. Art is not in the mind, but in the eye, the ear, the memory of the senses. So what he's really that saying... That is way too deep for this movie. Of the senses. <laughs> what he's saying is this film uh. is supposed to remind you of your youth. So this film probably works better for people I'm not that have already enough. been teenagers <laughs> than people that are currently or not yet teenagers. I'm sure if Will watched this, he wouldn't quite get the same feeling that we do. Yeah, my brothers have seen it, and they weren't big fans. Yeah. He also, I, I, it's a really long list of, of bullet points, but somewhere in here he basically says, 
this there's no way to like accurately represent the way things were so i'm going to just represent it the best i can this is my version of reality so if this is his particular vision it's a consistent vision it feels real enough like i i i feel like this this probably happened in the 70s you know i if yeah, you they ask were someone based that was on a high schooler of in the 70s yeah was it ari that said like yes. your dad agrees with this film's representation of the 70s yes, yes. i i'm sure that's you probably don't. accurate yeah, I feel like it's going to lose a lot of his nostalgia as we grow further and further away from what it was actually like. Because even currently, like, high school is nothing like what we see in the film. I mean, of course, there are elements you can grab onto, but I feel like even when we go further into the future, like, people who are in kindergarten right now, when they get to high school, I feel like at a certain point, they'll be like, what is this? Because yeah. they won't be able to connect to it. Well, I mean, I know Wes was joking, but when he said the thing about, oh, yeah, 1880s high schoolers... Like, there's kind of a truth in that, you know, even in the, in the 50s, this isn't what teenagers were like. This is what teenagers were like in the 70s, and it's just convenient. Yeah, we saw the, that... we saw the 50s with Pleasantville. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pleasantville, obviously, that's a different situation, but that's a very different, you know, even, even like, Rebel but I mean, that, that's, Cause uh, but I almost, different... uh, like, I almost like, I like the message of Pleasantville better, that it's kind of like, mm-hmm. look at these times that we thought were cool, but, like, actually, there's, like, a lot of issues with it. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's my biggest problem with Days and Confused is it's like, not all of this stuff is stuff that you should want to feel nostalgic to, I think. Like, for me, like, yeah. I watch this and I'm like, well, like, I'm glad I'm a teenager in the time that I am because I kind of like this being a teenager better than then. Well, I think you could just as easily say that the reason, like, I don't think it's saying, uh, oh, the 70s are superior. I think it's saying the 70s are a time where being a teenager meant something right yeah just the way that it would have been in the 90s and the way it is now i don't think being a teenager meant anything in the 60s and 50s in the same way that it does in the 70s and that's why he he chose the 70s a probably because he lived through that Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. b because it's it's a time period where they're saying oh yeah things are starting to get interesting and the characters themselves don't necessarily seem to realize that because they're like yeah the 60s are awesome the 70s suck Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people now even that would say it's that's not the case i like the 60s better but, you know <laughs> like, when i watched this film i saw it more of like just like of how interesting it is rather than in any way saying i want that or pref- would prefer that you yeah, know? yeah i thought it was like a really cool like it's a uh, period piece period really. piece exactly <laughs> yeah. and it didn't it really detract is. from like because it's like it's full of like a bunch of terrible stuff like sexual harassment and drinking and driving and a bunch of other terrible things. I like but how it's you just don't like, even mention it's... the hazing. <laughs> and the, yeah, well, the hazing, of course. That's the best part. Wait, when is, when is there sexual harassment? Oh, throughout the film. Yeah. Throughout the film, and also I when mean, fair, Matthew fair, McConaughey's fair. whole character. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> kind of thing is, you can just cut that part out. <laughs> At least it's no Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's true. It is not, it is not Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a pretty realistic depiction, though. Yeah. You know, this yeah, is I, yeah, yeah. I remember it captures the, something. In yeah. the in the documentary, Richard Linklater was talking about how like, um, he just wanted it to be how he experienced it because like, he was nostalgic for the seventies, but like he also understood that they sucked. Like he was like yeah. the seven like being a kid mm-hmm. sucks no matter where you are. It's just the consequences are way less so like people are nostalgic mm-hmm. about that 
Yeah, it's not even a film about being a teen in the 70s. It's a film about being a teen, period. Yeah. And, like, this is just what that looked like in the 70s. And and you're right, maybe 20 years on down the line, this won't be as relatable. Mm-hmm. But there will be some other film that you can look at. I don't know, Harry Potter or something. Yeah, <laughs> that is what like, these. Oh, uh, yeah, it's the like... perfect period piece of the 2010s, Harry Potter. This is exactly what it was like. And <laughs> Hunger Games... And the Maze Trials, the Maze Runner. If American Graffiti is the 50s and this film is the 70s, like, is there even Home Alone? Like, I don't know. No, I, well, Richard, Richard Linklater made uh, Everybody Wants Some, which is the 80s. Dude, no one yeah, cares. That's a garbage film. <laughs> it was actually really bad. <laughs> yeah. Just wait until you get to the 90s, though. <laughs> yeah. In, like, hey, what about... Years. Um, what uh, about middle, what's, what's the Jonah Hill movie about the skater kid? Like mid-90s? Middle, middle school? Mid-90s. Yeah, mid-90s, like, captures something, but that's an elementary school kid, True. basically. I mean, he, he's really young. Nick? Whoever that kid is. So it's not really high school the same way. Book smart. <laughs> Book smart is so garbage. <laughs> that's gonna be the film that people look back no, on. They're gonna done. be like, we're oh done. man, the 2010s. Oh, that's so horrible. That's so horrible. 8th <laughs> grade, 8th grade. Oh, uh, what, about, what about The Spectacular Now? Dude, no one's seen that movie. <laughs> the Spectacular Now is really good. 8th grade is... I, I think I remember captures. it being fine. Dude, 8th grade yeah. made me cringe so hard. I hated it. Well, that's the point, though. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. That's true. That's the point. It was it's so it's a very different film than this. I feel like I you're feel just like cringing at the 2010s well. in general. Yeah. I just I just cringe at everything that I was a part of. Yeah. yeah. Well, the 2010s obviously suck, so maybe the 2020s <laughs> are going to be rocking. <laughs> um, but you know what is rocking? Wes, Unforgiven. Talk about that movie. <laughs> uh, no, no, please go on with that analogy, Nick. I want you to finish That's that segue. That's the whole analogy. What, what rocks? Mean, that rocks was... are rocking. What movie has rocks yeah, in them? Yeah, there are lots of rocks in this film. Hey, there they throw rocks. rocks at the horses. Remember when they, they come back to drop they the ponies do. off? That is true. That is correct. I thought that was. I thought they were throwing, like, mud, but then I realized they're kind of throwing it from the window, so I don't... Never mind. <laughs> it was, like, mud rocks. I thought it was yeah. the horse's shit. own shit, but apparently <laughs> yeah. not. Um, okay. Well, Joey doesn't, Joey's gone. (laughs) I was, my intro requires him to be here. I I literally took this moment because I was like, there's no way that he's gonna, like, ask me to say something, so I'm just gonna (laughs) dip for a second. No, I gotta introduce this movie, and Joey has admitted that he doesn't listen to this podcast, so I will remind the listeners why I picked this movie and expose my man's um basically once upon a time in the west joey's favorite movie was rango and so i figured i would pick a western (laughs) because he loves them so much um that's why that's why that's why we watched this movie can i hijack this can we just talk about anti-western movie ever (laughs) what do you want to talk about joey i want to talk about rango now (laughs) No, you're canceled. That's next time you're on the episode. Wait, have you guys seen Rango? Nick? Yeah, we've all seen Rango. Yeah, I've seen Rango. I've Damn seen Rango. it. <laughs> you wanted to recommend You wanted to recommend it. I was going to switch my recommendation. Come well, on, Ari. <laughs> you think I haven't seen Rango before? No, I know you have. <laughs> Are you going to continue inter- introducing this film? <laughs> I would love to consider introducing this film. Um, what are your all opinions? Mine is, I liked this movie a lot. I I would concur with this is a very good movie. I also concur. This is a grand. 
Okay, Joey <laughs> is making out with a stuffed Rango. <laughs> Why are you the judging audience... me? <laughs> Don't do anything the audience can't see. Uh, I concur. This film is... is I, I'd describe it as damn fine. Um, I was worried at first because I'm like, Don't okay. swear, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no cussing. Those damn kings. Um, I, I think memes. this is a very well-written film on account of all the old dialogue and such. Um... That was a joke, because they say on account of about 70 times mm-hmm. in this film. Well, he should have armed himself on account of what he putting my friend Ned out there <laughs> in this little establishment. Is on account of not something they said a long time ago? No, it's no, something it that they said 8,000 times in this film. Oh, okay, I see. I, I think see it, it, gets, it gets better as it goes on. It starts out pretty good, but about 30 minutes in, this becomes a very fine film. And I'm it won Best Picture, and I think it probably deserved it. This is, I believe, the only Western to win Best Picture. I will look that up. I think I lied. Well, but... Rango won Best Animated well, Film. Well, What's Upon so... a Time in Hollywood didn't win Best Picture. <laughs> it's my favorite Western so far. Nah, it's the third. It's the third Western to win after Cimarron in 1931 and Dances with Wolves in 1990. And it's my favorite so far. Wait, Dances with Wolves is barely the one with Kevin Costner. It's technically, I guess, whatever, whatever. (laughs) Continue, Joey. What is your opinion of this film? I thought it was really good. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm a sucker for Western movies, so. Oh really? Yeah, believe yeah, it or not. You really love those... Re- <laughs> Are you sucking for lizard movies, too? Yo, I just watched True Grit the other day. He just again. watched a 30-minute video of a lizard basking in the sun. Dude, Rango is awesome. You need... it's, so... it's such a good movie. It is really good. It is really good. It's so witty. Yeah, I just want to point out, in the last episode, Wes said that Once Upon a Time, Joey's favorite film was Rango. I don't know if he'll admit that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Joey will defend that to the end. This is my proof that Joey stands by his pick of Rango as the greatest film ever made. Yeah, dude, no, Rango, before, uh... No, I've just reminded him of its existence and now it's back to the... (laughs) (laughs) It was probably, like, my favorite movie for, like, two or three years. That's pretty good. Before Rango came out, it was a boy. (laughs) After it came out, he was a man. (laughs) Rango changed me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so the plot of this movie is the plot oh, yeah, of this spoilers, movie is spoilers from here on out. This guy is at a brothel. He whips out his dick, and it's very small. And so the girl starts laughing at on him on account of his small pecker. Yeah, <laughs> and then he slices her face off. But then uh, also the exaggeration. Way, can by I the just way. mention the way they say teats? <laughs> teats. You may mention they cut that. her teats. You have my permission. <laughs> But then the 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 authority, the police, the ops, the twelve, uh, <laughs> the they, they yeah they don't they One don't time. be doing any justice because what they do is they tell the cowboy to just you know give him some horses and then the cowboy tries to give them some horses and they're like nah bitch we're gonna put a thousand dollars on your head wanted dead mm-hmm. um and then the 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 skill the skill kid the Schofield, the Schofield kid, boy, kid, boy, kid, kid, boy, kid, kid, the Schofield kid, kid. the Schofield kid goes to Clint Eastwood and he's like, "You're you're a killer," and he's like, "Not anymore. I have these pigs 
and I also have actual animals named pigs that aren't. Mine. I've been out of the game a long so time. So basically, they just ripped off of a hot lead. Is what, yeah, is what we're finding. Yeah. First movie to do that um, because it <laughs> yeah. takes place in an earlier time period than. No, actually, that's not true. <laughs> it takes place in an earlier time period than this was made. So. Which means it's an earlier movie. So yeah, um, Clint Eastwood is like, I'm not going to kill no more. I don't do that. My wife told me not to. And then he does it. And then Morgan Freeman is his partner. Yeah. Back when they was young and full of beans. <laughs> Dude, that line made me laugh out loud. I was, I was like, did he really just say that? <laughs> young and full of beans. Um, so before we talk about anything else, I want to talk about the acting. Because there are four wonderful performances oh, in yeah. this film. Clint Eastwood is great in almost everything, mm-hmm. probably everything. This that is he's my in. first thing I've seen him in. Really? Yeah. This is this is see, actually. See, on... If you saw this like after the other westerns he was in, he was like, in Rango. It's great because he's in Rango. He, yeah, he's the spirit of the west. Wait, no, no, he's not. Uh-huh. He doesn't play the spirit. of the I thought west, he did. Though. That's Timothy Oliphant plays. Why the fuck do you know that? <laughs> Why do you know you played the script? Bro, Rango's my favorite movie. Psych. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton, man. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton's in Rango? Yeah, he's in every place. Yeah. Spirit of the West. Okay. I forgot what he plays. No, Timothy Olyphant actually plays the Spirit of the West. Ari, you don't understand. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. you know that. Okay. Anyway. Clint Eastwood is generally a very, he's got a very grisly voice. He's very, you know, this he, could be This could be like the same character as like one of his earlier westerns that's just gotten old. Yeah, and I he's not as like grisly in this film as in, say, Dirty Harry, where he goes full grizzle. Um, he's full not grizzle. quite as full grizzle as he is in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. He's he's about a medium grizzle in this. Mm-hmm. He's got some grunts. He's got some some uh, you know. He's, he's got, got some fallen off some horses. And I love that his character. It's like such a weird acting role in the middle of this film because everywhere around him it's just like stylish western, and he's there like, I used to be a bad guy, but now I'm not a bad guy anymore. Or am I, you know? Mm-hmm. I, or I, am his I? character. His no, character he's is like, no, Are you? He is unforgiven. Yeah. This is from that period of time where Morgan Freeman Ooh. acted and wasn't just a narrator. <laughs> this movie in Seven, pretty good performances from Morgan Freeman. I like Morgan Freeman in this. I do too. Um, Gene, Gene Hackman, I love in everything. Oh my God, Gene Hackman so is great in this. Richard Harris, Dumbledore is in this film as English Bob, the OG Dumbledore. Oh really? Um, yeah, that that's, I did not know that was him. the same actor. Yeah, yeah that's him. I. English Bob. And I, what a blow. I only Bob. knew that just because I have the actual DVD and I saw his name on the cover. I'm like, oh, Dumbledore's in this. And once once I knew, you could kind of hear it in the voice. But he he shows up. He's like, ah yes, they go around shooting a, a president every now and again. No one would ever shoot a queen, you know. <laughs> well, there's a dignity and royalty, a majesty which precludes the likelihood of assassination. Uh-huh. Now, if you were to point a pistol at a king or a queen, your hands would shake as though palsied. But if you did, I can assure you, if you did, that the sight of royalty would cause you to dismiss all thoughts of bloodshed, and you would stand in awe. Now, a president. Well, I mean, why not shoot a president? (laughs) I 
I love every every scene he's in is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The scene on the train where he's talking about Charles Guiteau shooting uh, James Garfield, which I only bring up just because we need to check another president off the list of presidents talked about on phone. Oh and you, you're the only one who talks about them. It's always me. It's always me. And sometimes Wes talks about Harry Truman. Yeah, he, he's great. And the scene in particular that I love is We the talked one about George in... Washington in Days of Confused. Oh, yeah. No, what? Abraham Lincoln. I said Abraham Lincoln. No, no, no. When, when Martha Washington would pack a bowl for him. Oh, yeah, and uh, they even talk about Gerald Ford in that film, and they say Gerald Ford was on the Warren Commission, which yeah. was assigned to investigate the death of JFK, <clears throat> who was shot just like President... Bro, you can't just, like, say the... Bro. Yeah, I can. He was shot <laughs> like Garfield, who is mentioned in Unforgiven. Okay, so it's we're the back. same movie. Say. We're back here. <laughs> yeah, we're back to where we started. All right, all right, the scene, The scene in the sheriff... Carry on. The scene in like the jail is wonderful, where True. Mm-hmm. Gene Hackman's talking to like oh, I love that. A w. Bochamp, is that his name? Beauchamp. The, the author. W.W. Beauchamp. Beauchamp. Come on, w. Beauchamp. He worked hard for both those writer. W's. He's writing a book called... He's, he's writing a book called The Duck of Death. The Duck of Death. The Duck, duck of, of Death. death. Or sorry, The Duke of Death. No, The Duck. Oh, that looked like real hard cases, Bob. Did you kill all seven of them dead? Or did you just wing some of them? Now that is you there, and the bomb on the cover. The Duck of Death. Oh, the Duke. Du- du- Duke of Death. Duck, I says. That was awesome. They're sitting there, and he hands the gun over. Oh, that scene's wonderful. There's a lot of good westerny scenes in this in this film. Mm-hmm. I think it does a very very. I was gonna say a good job of emulating westerns. It, it is, is a western. western. It, it just is a western. Is a western. It's just a western, a western that was made after the genre died. Yeah. I mean, they're still making westerns, but I think this is probably the most recent good one. Mm. What a, and it's Battle I mean, of Buster it's Scruggs. Come on, man. That That's pretty good. True Grit. Are you kidding? True True Grits. I hate True Grit. You don't like True Grit? Yeah, I don't like the remake of True Grit. Oh, I thought it was good. I, I do watched like, it the other I don't know if I don't know if No Country for Old Men counts as a western, Ooh, yeah, but that's does. pretty good. Yeah, then that, that's pretty good. Wait. What's with when the Coen it, brothers and making time? westerns? What does it take place? It takes it, place in modern, modern day, day, but it does. It's basically a western because it's oh. it's like a western but modern. But it takes place in like the border. I guess it's like, like Mexico. Mexico. It's more like a guy gets chased by Javier Bardem for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's it follows. <laughs> That's the genre. Yeah, it follows is a pretty good western. <laughs> um, it takes place on the west coast, I think. Um, it does. No, it doesn't. Takes place in Detroit. Pixels is a pretty good western. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I think also Beverly Hills Cop, pretty good western. Okay, so Wes, continue. you you, yes, you picked me. this film. I picked this film. <laughs> I'm interested to see like because you picked it. Obviously, your opinion should be important. Why like did this live up to your expectations of of picking a western for the podcast? I think it what? did. I think it did. I think this film. It's interesting because I think this is one of the first films that's like a western that is in a response to other westerns and mm-hmm. it's like how people say that war movies are anti-war this feels like anti-western at times yeah which i like mm. and and I, it's very very reminiscent of wild bunch a film i do um, not know like, <laughs> yeah. well they, they both kind of got that vibe of like this one doesn't you. take place at the end of the western era but it's about a guy who kind of regrets being a western villain mm-hmm. You know, and that kind of haunts him throughout the whole thing. And I, I do think it's a very interesting uh, take on that concept where it's looking at this guy who's like, you know, we idolize these these Western gunmen, but 
he kind of hates himself for the same reason that someone else some other movie might portray him as the hero Mm -hmm. you know yeah and i think also like one of the things i like about this movie is i expected it to be kind of boring because there's not a lot of like action scenes but i did Mm -hmm. find it very interesting because like because the acting was so good and the writing was so good that like i was i was like engaged throughout all of it and i i really liked all especially like like um I don't know, just like all, yeah, all the scenes were like the the. I'm thinking specifically of the one where the kid is like, oh, that was the first guy I ever killed, and then he's like slowly drinking this bottle and realizing he's like, wait, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That's that's a great scene right there. And the exact same thing where um, the whole movie Clint Eastwood is saying, oh, I'm not, I don't drink anymore, mm-hmm. and the second that he's revealed for killing all those people by by the woman on the horse comes over and it's like morgan freeman's dead and he said all of these these things about you just takes and the kid's like oh you're you're a, a killer and he just starts drinking i'm like oh yeah. Yeah. okay Dog. now he's rage that was cool yeah. he was not That's forgiven great. my guess is you're calling yourself mr william money say what you don't look no meaner than hell cold-blooded damn killer i ain't like that anymore kid just because we're going on this killing, that don't mean I'm going to go back to being the way I was. Are you really going to kill them, cowboy? No, I think, no, I think it's not. also a very, very oh, good-looking movie. This very well shot. I written, agree. Written by the same guy that wrote Blade Runner, this film was. Oh, really? Yeah. I tell you guys I saw that film. Yeah. Oh, you Quick you side review. Da, da, da. Okay, yeah. it's good. <laughs> oh, by yeah, the way, good, also, good I also very recently watched Lawrence of Arabia. Bro, what? Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 we'll get to that later. Did you watch this the director's not... cut like I did by accident? How long so is it? It's a four-hour-long version of the film. <laughs> yeah. I'm Okay, let's keep going. I'm excited for that. Unforgiven, very good. good I would movie. say it was very yeah. good, too. I like the uh, gimmick with the kid and the mm-hmm. nearsightedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, like I thought every, that was really well used. Every one of the trio was like picking up the slack for someone else, you know. Yeah, yeah. which and I, like, I love is... how incompetent they are at first too. Like when he goes out to start practice shooting and he misses every single shot. Yeah, and like, then he can't, get, he can't on get, get on a horse, horse for like five minutes. He keeps falling <laughs> yeah. off. <laughs> and then Morgan Freeman gets out first try. He's like, dude, look, look at a lot of this guy. Yeah, and the scene at the end when he destroys everyone in the saloon. That's so like everything about this character is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you do you kind think Cuz when you said this is like an anti-western, do you think this is Clint Eastwood saying like cuz I don't know if he's been in a western a proper western since this. Do you think this is him saying like all right, I'm out I'm bitches, done with all that. But I'm forever going to be the badass boy. Maybe. I think he's just like he's taking a different take on it. He's like he's like, "Oh, well, we... We had this, like, great stuff back then, but, like, let me look at it from a different lens, like, from today's, like, looking back to the response. I mean, it could definitely be a metaphor for just, like, him being old, and Mm -hmm. he's coming back for one last One last job. You son of a bitch, (laughs) Amen. Unless you want to count Space Cowboys, this is the last Western that Clint Eastwood was in, Um, and I believe it's the last one that he directed. I, I legit thought that was like space when, cowboys in space. I legit thought when um Clint Eastwood went <laughs> That's to non-western. Yeah. I legit thought that when Clint Eastwood went to Morgan Freeman, he was gonna be like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Just high five. 
You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Clint Eastwood, you know, he was in a lot of westerns. He made a lot of westerns himself. A lot of... I, I think there's a good chance if you were to compile, like, a list of the top 100 westerns, he's on at least 15 mm-hmm. of those in some way, either directing them or starring in them. Because mm-hmm. he is quite quite the prolific I didn't know he was a big director until I saw directed yeah. Honestly, by him. He's probably as much a director as he is an actor because like he directed that Sully movie with the plane. He directed He did that? Yeah. He directed at least two. He directed two films that won best picture. He directed Unforgiven and oh, geez, he directed I know it was so prolific. He directed Million Dollar Baby and then he also directed Letters from Iwo Jima which pretty good. American Sniper. Um, American Sniper, which was nominated for Best Picture. Mystic River, which was nominated for Best Picture. Like, he, he's a good director. Oh, and then he also makes films like that, that... I don't know if you remember, there was a film last year called Richard Jewell that Kathy Bates was nominated for an acting role. The one where it's like the guy gets accused of being a bomber at a marathon. Like, that, that that's something he directed. He He's a very good director of films about... <clears throat> you know, tormented individuals, I guess, in the way that Martin Scorsese writes films about messed up people that that are bad. He writes films about messed up people that are good. Um, that's what I would say. Ah. And he yeah, also really... likes to talk to chairs. Yeah, he also directed Space Cowboys, though. So, <laughs> Space Cowboys. so that has completely nullified his entire record. This might have all been thrown I out the window. I just looked up Space Cowboys. It looks like it might actually be a good movie then don't call it space cowboys <laughs> yeah please if you want it to be <laughs> any a good other name movie, don't call it space cowboys it looks kind of like armageddon but but good something about a soviet satellite Ooh. tommy lee jones is in it sputnik <laughs> i think the music also is really good and unforgiven like i just I, lo- I love the ending like he just rides off she looks on and then bam yeah. And then it's like, and then Morgan Freeman's voice starts narrating. And he was like, <laughs> he, he never came back to that farm. He moved out to San Francisco. He never came back after that day. <laughs> His wife's mom came back, but he took the kids. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I love how there's this mom character we never see, but in the beginning of the end, it's just like she hates that her son-in-law. And then we see this whole film, and we're like, oh, this is the reputation that he lives with. You know, the reputation precedes him. Yeah, I probably wouldn't let my daughter marry that kind of guy. Yeah, I probably wouldn't let my... Yeah. She needs to find her Rango. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Get yourself a lizard. (laughs) Wait. Let's see what this was nominated against. Um, So this film won Best Picture over A Few Good Men. Scent of a Woman, Crying Game, and Howard's End. I've seen one of those movies. So a couple of those are good movies. Yes, this movie is very good. But it also came in between Silence of the Lambs and Schindler's List. <clears throat> I guess there's a pretty good string of best of picture winners movies. in the 90s. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs is fantastic. Yes. Unforgiven is very good. Schindler's List, I've heard, is very good. I'm sure it's depressing. I like Forrest Gump a lot. Braveheart like is fine. Too. Uh, Forrest Gump won best picture? Forrest Gump won no. Best Picture over no. over Pulp Fiction and Four Weddings and a Funeral. No. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't care about the Pulp Fiction thing, but no, and it's not Pul- the best. Forrest, Forrest Gump beat Shawshank Redemption, so correct. Okay, no, those aren't good either. That's fucked. So, the, so 1994 was just three movies that Wes doesn't like. Yes. <laughs> I but didn't know you didn't movies. like Forrest Gump. 
Yeah, I like Forrest Gump and I like Pulp Fiction and Ari likes Shawshank Redemption. I like all three of those movies. Yeah, I love Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is a wonderful film. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 wonderful. I didn't. I was I was genuinely I like... unaware of this. I didn't even know you'd seen it. Yeah, well, I've seen like I haven't seen the whole thing, but I saw some of it because it was on TV okay. once. No, 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 I finished it. I saw the I title. Just, <laughs> I I came in like half an hour late. Yeah. But I I saw enough. <laughs> Why don't you like it? I, I, I think we enough. should talk about this a different time. Yeah, I'm not saying it's high art. I'm just saying it's a fun movie. I think it is offensive to people with mental illness. American Beauty won Best Picture. That's a good movie. On Titanic. Well deserved. I, I like Titanic. I like about half of Titanic. So I'm out here recommending I think, Best Pictures is what you're saying. Guys, I think yeah. I think we uh we're getting a little off track. Because we're an hour and 20 minutes in, we still have a question. Yeah. I'll remind you, Ari, our episode with Paul was two hours and 10 120, minutes. 120, baby. <laughs> I know, but I'm sure the fans would not would appreciate if we kept a little pointer. Yeah, because they have so much to do these days. Look, Ari, I'm just trying to stall because I don't want more of this episode to be on Days and Confused than my movie, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm vain. <laughs> so I, I uh, would you say that this is as far as westerns go is this a good send-off for the genre because after this point i think this is the best western that had come out for 20 years at this point i mean mm. you're wrong and rango yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> do you even need to ask yeah, yeah. come on man it's in a league of his no, own i think it's really good i think it and I think this is, it's very similar to another movie we talked about on this podcast named Login, um, because that's also kind of like a Western, and it's also like in response to a genre that is, it's it's like a different take on a genre that has had enough time to like settle. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say it's probably my f- favorite Western I've seen so far. Or you've seen two. <laughs> How many have you seen? Cassidy. You've seen Butch Cassidy. Yeah, you've seen Butch Cassidy. You've seen I've Shane. Seen... You've seen the, the Shane. True Grit. True Grit. Okay, okay, never mind then. Thank have you. Have you seen Art. Have you seen Hell or High Water? That's a pretty good western. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Good, Bad, Ugly either. Yeah, Ari hasn't seen like actual westerns though. He's only seen. Is this not film... a Is this not an actual western? No, 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 this is. I'm saying other than this movie, because oh. our film studies teacher does not like, or when we took film studies. She said, I don't like John Wayne, and I don't really like Clint Eastwood, so we didn't really watch yeah. any real Westerns <laughs> oh, what except was... for Shane. Yeah, Shane. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. The Shane and wasn't Shane, good, in my Shane, opinion. That one wasn't that Shane good. Shane is fine, it's but, like... like, it's not... I mean, there's some pretty good Westerns that we didn't watch instead of Shane. I thought Shane was, like, pretty slow and kind of, like, boring. boring. It is. It's, it's a classic Western. I wouldn't say it's my favorite at all. But it's it's got you know there are no more guns in the valley, it's mm. it's got some moments. Um, the shootout in Shane is nowhere near as good as the shootout in this though. Yeah, I love how he just throws the gun at at little Bill. He just throws yeah. the rifle right <laughs> at him and just starts shooting. I, I I find it interesting how how little Bill just became the villain halfway through the film because uh-huh. like he's really likable up until yeah. the point where he starts beating on people. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's right, he well, is the villain in this type of film. The thing is, kind of, because at the very beginning we see him do something that we don't agree with, yeah. when he's the, when he lets the pe- per- per- person who sliced the girl off easy. Right. But he's still he's still very likable, and maybe that's part of the film yeah. is saying like 
the likable person in this film is the villain just because he's not I like I, I like the entire law enforcement. I thought they were hilarious. Like the yeah, super scared guy. Mm. They're all just such cowards. No, yeah, great. no, I think there's a lot of like gray area in terms of morals in this film. Because it's like, yeah, Clint Eastwood's yeah. character is not a good guy at all. Yeah, but you're like, supposed to be rooting for him. Oh, right. The kind lead of. prostitute was the mom in titanic i just realized cool man i was trying to figure nice. out where i had seen her before i said titanic a movie <laughs> i have not seen <laughs> whatever no but i think i think i'm not sure if you're it's weird whether you're supposed to root for or against him who uh clint eastwood at when, the end when i saw him oh, yeah. like go in and start killing people i was like dude i don't really like clint eastwood anymore like he he stuck to his morals yeah. for the whole movie, mm-hmm. like he was one and done. I think, that, I think he that's came part in of it too. Shot it up. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, if Morgan Freeman didn't Freeman. die, they did kill. Yeah, him. it would be a lot clearer. He didn't do anything. Isn't. He didn't even kill anyone. The hard cut to Morgan Freeman getting whipped was uncomfortable because I that was that was <laughs> yes, a that was cut. very uncomfortable. It's a national yeah. treasure. Um, just I, I it's it's whenever I see Morgan Freeman like being hurt in a film. I always have to remind myself he's an actor yeah, and not real. Morgan Freeman. Uh, <laughs> they're not hurting him. They're not hurting him. They're not hurting him. This isn't real. Um, yeah. Plot twist: he's a method actor, it. and they actually whipped him. This this <laughs> film made a lot of money. This budget of fourteen million made one hundred and fifty nine million at the oh, box office. Getting old. Would this make as much money today as it did then? Probably not. Do people dude. still care about this genre? I don't think people like westerns anymore. Yeah, I mean, like Clint That's Eastwood is a draw. But like, yeah. but I don't mm. even know if they liked westerns in 1992. That this film is probably popular because it's like, oh, a western that's good. Because yeah, there's I a feel... lot of terrible, terrible westerns in the 80s. I don't think it would make blockbuster money, but it would be appreciated for like the great film it is. Mm, you know, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm like... sure the Academy would see the good parts in it, especially because they're the Academy and they like westerns and old Hollywood stuff. But it's not gonna bring Marvel crowds in or anything like that. Yeah, like you can think about No Country for Old Men. Like I doubt, like nobody talks about that movie. Like the general public, yeah, it does. Yeah, and it, and it won Best Picture, didn't it? Yeah. Well, just like this. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. Sometimes you make a good a good film. Sometimes you do. <laughs> sometimes they make a movie. I I liked it. I liked this a lot. This is a good pick, Wes. Thanks, yeah, bro. I'm actually very happy that you picked it for this episode because. I, like, was just making a, a western, like, town in my Minecraft realm, and this kind of just gave me some inspiration. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, dude, I was trying to, like, build, like, a western town in Minecraft, and, like, this, like, really gave me some inspiration. So, like, yeah, kind of just, like, this will, like, help me game so much better. It kind of, like, just put me back on track. Yeah. Uh, you can get nice. some extra Minecraft clout with this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's just some, um, that's a little insight into... Uh, the state we're in because of the coronavirus. California. We've been reduced to building westerns in Minecraft. Let me tell you, since I got back, I think I've played over 30 to 35 hours of Minecraft. That's the reason I haven't joined the realm yet, is because I know the second I do, I'll be stuck playing for the next You gotta join it. Yeah. I haven't joined because I was never invited. I literally had That's tough. That's tough, can, bro. You said you weren't a Minecraft player. You you're you're a Call of Duty guy now. <laughs> Joe, he's been locked in his room I don't for four pay days. For a That's server. tough. <laughs> I have the realm. I'll I'll add you to it right after. Um, this. I'm just messing, dog. I'm just messing. All right, all right. But yeah. yes, yes. But Wonderful. <laughs>
So we can we can talk about questions now if you guys are why not willing to yeah um so this is this episode's question segment this is the Q and A corner I will be asking questions to uh, the group we're gonna discuss them we got a lot of questions just because Joey's on we wanna Ooh. we always like to ask questions to the guests I know we didn't ask too many to Paul it's because Paul's recorder cut out midway <laughs> through the questions so. Everyone check to make sure you're still recording, and I'll, I'll ask the fir- first question. Also, Paul can't answer questions, so... Yeah. <laughs> so... What was that clicking? What? Yeah. What clicking? What was that clicking? That was not me restarting the recording. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no! Oh. Um, You'll never know. I mean, he will. Nick, Nick will know. I will know, because I edit these. <laughs> Uh, let's start off with what are some films that are good in concept but terribly executed in your opinion? Is this is a question that, that we were idea? asked or someone This else? is a question that I stole from a different podcast question. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> Which means we asked it first. They're going to steal our yeah. answer. That's right. That's what, true. Good in we concept, bad in execution. Theirs. I don't know. Hardcore Henry. <laughs> hey, I'll say that's I bad haven't seen concept, it. I haven't seen it. I hated I hated the concept <laughs> and the execution of hardcore. Henry. Really? I, I almost threw up watching it. <laughs> did you watch it in theaters? Yeah, I watched it in theaters. Why did you Paul. do that? <laughs> because Paul was like, "You want to watch a movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And we watched. I literally hardcore watched Henry. that movie on my phone, so Dude, I think that's how you're supposed I, to watch it. I watched it on my VR headset and moved my head every time he moved. His oh head. god! I also <laughs> thought it was so stupid that the same guy kept dying and coming. Spoilers! Back. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I honestly don't. Dude, care. you don't want to see don't it. Care. It's. I want to see it. It's got good. It's a cool concept and it's got okay reviews. Yeah, let's see what I, what I got. Films I'm gonna that are bad in execution. Who, has no one here concept. seen Birdman? Nope. I thought you liked Birdman. Or no, I forgot you don't like movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, and it works. There's a reason that it's all one take, but it's dumb, especially the ending. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to what we were just talking about and say everybody wants Rango. them. No, what Rango is, is perfect in execution. Everybody <laughs> wants some. Um... Joey, maybe you'll like it Everybody now because it's the college one. experience, not the high school experience. Yeah, it's like the first couple days of college in 1980. And, like, I mean, that's a cool concept. Like, the baseball house is just, like, those guys. Mm. But, like, it's just a shitty movie. Um, I see. What about last year? I thought you were say Last Jedi. Is... <laughs> 1917 is bad in concept, but all right in execution. That's not what That's the, the question way, was. Know. That's not what the question yeah, is. Yeah, Nick. What are you doing? Uh, There's a movie last year called In the Shadow of the Moon, which was all right in concept, but just kind of a terrible film. How about a ghost story? No, that's just a bad idea in general. I can think of like a bunch of survivalists <laughs> so and like movies about the wild that like those are all pretty good in concept, but like they can never get it very right. You like the film Into the Wild, though, right? Yeah, I like the book yeah. better. But... Can I say The Irishman? What's See, the concept? I was going to say that, but is what's that the, even a good concept? What's the concept that's like... so good, Ari? <laughs> Al Pacino and Danny DeVito. Not Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci? De Niro, Joe Pesci. Danny De Niro. Wes, would you say, would you say um, Knives Out? as an answer yes no yeah no I, I mean yeah for sure i'd say that as an answer i like i like the concept of finding out how the murder is done immediately but there's yeah. still being a mystery after that uh-huh 
I, I mean, I know I keep answering the question in reverse, but I do think that Ready or Not is a terrible idea for a movie that was executed pretty well, considering yeah. how dumb it is. Yeah. All right, go, going on that, how about The Shape of Water? <laughs> I don't even... I haven't seen the film all the way through. I, I, I couldn't stand what part it? I had seen. <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe, maybe I would say Shape of Water is an interesting yeah. idea that's actually No, the opposite. Horribly. I think that's a shitty idea. No, stop. <laughs> I think that's such a stupid idea. Suicide Squad, I think, is a Ooh, there you good go. idea, a good but a terrible execution. It, it'd be fun if it had been filmed properly. You're right. If a real editor had made that film. Same thing with Bohemian they Rhapsody. Have with editing. Bohemian Rhapsody. That one had best editing, Mother Trucker. <laughs> yeah why did that win best editing <laughs> even the editor of bohemian rhapsody said i that's not a well-edited film i shouldn't have won for that so that's, that's all i'm fair. saying black Klansman should have won best editing but uh next question then sure similar question i guess From a similar what podcast is... no actually i made this one up <laughs> um what is a popular? <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> he just said Nobody that so can. nonchalantly. <laughs> He's like, oh, I have no friends. Is... I have made this question up for us. What is a popular film that you dislike? What is a movie that that everyone loves? Breakfast like, Club. Yeah, let me go to my, the IMDb top two fifty, and I, I can don't see like which... Avengers. That's a film a lot of people like. Yeah, I... that I don't like at all. I mean, I've aired this, but I don't really like any do, superhero. Do people movies. like? detective oh can i say super uh, spider-man home you can Wait, say no. basically Homecoming. all of the marvel yes. movies are are beloved okay so the highest the highest film on imdb top 250 that i have given less than a, a five or less than is <laughs> like i haven't seen enough of shawshank redemption to give it a low score but it would be that uh, because I've seen the first hour, and then I was like, this is boring and dumb. No, no it's 12 Angry Men. is not the best part, though. 12 Angry Men is good, though. It's no, okay. but it's not. Men was good. It's not. The guy only figured that. it out because he wears glasses. <laughs> what if no one there wore glasses? No one would have known. It's too... <laughs> like, everything in that movie is just a bunch of coincidences. It's just a bunch of people realizing, <laughs> oh, wait, I wear glasses. glasses. Uh, I rub my nose a lot. Oh, she was rubbing well, her nose just, a lot. that's oh, just how oh, it works. Shit. That's how they have to realize, you know, that's just... The, 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 the. No, it's a bunch of, like, very convenient things that I'm always people surprised realize. that it's... I'm always surprised that 12 Angry Men is so high on IMDb. Because, like, is that really a film that, like... Like, I like it's it. So like, it belongs like. in the top 250. Does it need to be number five, though? Like, why is this the film that... Obviously, everyone loves Godfather. Like, that's just a fantastic film. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption, I guess, is a film that a lot of people like. <clears throat> Dark Knight makes sense why it's so high, because of fanboys. 12 Angry Men, though, is like... It's a 1950s, like, yeah. black and white drama. It's weird that it's so high up there. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, what's Pulp the... Fiction. The lowest yeah. film that I have rated on the top 250 is oh the lowest um, oh you didn't ask me that big <laughs> no i i don't like inside out i don't like green book i'm not huge on reservoir dogs i don't like 1917 um i don't love the lord of the rings but i wouldn't say i dislike it uh those are the films that i've given lower scores in the top 250 i believe it would yeah. be wally you fucking asshole 
Is that you the film that you asshole. gave the lowest rating? The lowest rating of the top 250? <laughs> yeah, Joey, let's go Wally Gang. Oh no, it's tied with The Wolf of Wall I Street. Love Wally. Dude, <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. And Inside Wait, Out. Why do you not like Wally? Bro, Look, it's I just it, dumb. I... <laughs> it's Crickets. just stupid. Crickets. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of, like, Bollywood films on the top 250 that I know if Wes saw them, he wouldn't like. Oh, you mean Muna Bahai MBBS? Yeah, Muna Bahai. Spirited (laughs) Away? Okay, any movie, like, about a horse, I think that's just a stupid About a horse? Yeah. Bro, I thought your favorite book was Seabiscuit. You're talking about- I need to go. Spirited Away? I was talking about Spirited Away. Is that about a horse? Yeah, isn't it? Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. No, you're talking about Spirits. Oh, no, I'm talking about Spirit. I'm talking Spirit about Spirit. Is amazing. <laughs> Spirit, the movie. Not Spirited Away, bruh. Anyway, Seabiscuit, that's a very good book. This has devolved from an okay. answering questions to yeah, just it, it was never right. out of here. So I was going to ask a follow-up question, which is, what is a generally disliked film that you love? But Here's we're not going to do that. Used. Oh, are we Why not? Why not? Because I have... We I are had... going to do that. Hey, we gotta ask questions while we have Joey, you know? That's that's the incentive to talk. How about The Phantom Menace? (laughs) (laughs) I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. He really loves it. But, like, it's, like, kind of good. It's, like, definitely better than most Star Wars movies. There are a lot of films that I love that are just objectively not good films. I don't know if those count, but, like... Things like, not even Who Killed Captain Alex levels, I'm talking like the room levels of, of things mm. that, like, of course I like. There's a film called Love on a Leash that I'm honestly tempted to recommend on the podcast, but I don't think I'd do that to you. But it's about a woman that falls in love with a dog who turns out to actually be a guy who was cursed to be a dog. It's, it's a wonderful film. I love that movie. Wait, so then does he come out of the dog and then they kiss at the end? It's It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's a crazy film i would say that's generally disliked except it has a 9.2 in imdb because of all the people that gave it 10 out of 10 but uh yeah that's that's a good film i'm gonna go with cafe society the the woody allen film do people dislike that uh i just looked it up it has a 71 percent on rotten tomatoes 6.6 on imdb I really like Repo Man. Repo Man has like a mediocre rating. I like Repo Men with Jude Law and Ving (laughs) Rhames. I like Repo the Genetic Opera, which is a musical from the early 2000s. I like Tron Legacy. (laughs) Um, Never mind, it's Forrest Whitaker. Fuck, I knew it was one of them. Okay, edit that out, dude. I'm not racist. So, last question, last question. Let's calm down, boys. I got one more real question. Ari isn't here! Ari, where is he? Where is he? What is the best film? Where did he go? Wait, wait, wait. Where did he go? Let's get him back. Hi. So, Ari's microphone cut out just as we were doing the outro, so we have now restarted. We've already heard Ari do the recommendation, but we're going to do it again for you guys and do the outro. Act surprised! Nice answer to that question, Ari. And now, lead us out. (laughs) What is it going to be? That's all we have time for today. Ari, do you want to do our recommendation? Yeah, I'll do that now, because we're out of time. For the first time? For the first time. (laughs) That's all we have time for today. I can't seem to recall what you recommended last time, Ari. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. I see it. I'm kind of scrubbing the bottom of the barrel. You're scrubbing it. 
Yeah. With, <laughs> not scraping it. You know, I want to recommend. At least the bottom of the barrel is going to be clean. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be crisp. Yeah. So I, last time I recommended an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> action movie. So this time I thought might as well do that as well. So I'm recommending Total Recall. You're but not also... even recommending Terminator? <laughs> but we all see Terminator. So... Well, except me. But you two have. So that. maybe then we should watch that. Maybe we should watch But actually, Terminator. Terminator 2. Because I want to see Terminator 2. But okay. Ari hasn't seen... Lucan has recommended Terminator. He has recommended the, the Terminator TV show, The Sarah Connor so Chronicles. cancerous. <laughs> okay. So your homework for next time is to watch the original Terminator and Total Recall. And, and Terminator Rango. 2 and Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles. And Terminator, the one where okay. Christian Bale yells at the director. And I'm sorry. Joey Cianfrani, thank you again. Sorry, thank you for the first time for uh, joining us on this episode. <laughs> thank Joey, you originally. You're welcome on any time. You know, you're welcome on any time. Except I'm so for the glad times that I was, that you're but, not allowed. Yeah. Which is most times. I'm so glad I was able to do this, especially yeah, this last was, part for the first time. Yeah, yeah uh, it was really fun. Yeah, I'm sure none of our great answers to questions will be cut out at all. Yeah, and uh-huh. we also we have uh, YouTube and. Uh, Instagram and also Wikipedia for some reason. So check those out. Make sure to rate us five stars on. It's not a Wikipedia uh, art. It's, it's a wiki, but it's not on Wikipedia. What, whatever. Yeah. And go to the subreddit and leave questions in the questions. So Nick thread, doesn't have to I steal them leave. from other podcasts. Yeah. So I don't have yes. to steal them more questions. Yes. Please join. Don't do the subreddit yeah. thing. Rate five she stars or four stars or whatever you a think on whatever. <laughs> five stars or four stars. Those are your only options. Yeah, just yeah. one of the two, please. <laughs> Alright. And then we'll catch you guys next time, and bye. Catch you later. Check you later. Check you later.